Most of you know me, but some of you may not. We have a lot of visitors today. I'm Sandra Lear. I'm the children's pastor. I normally would be up here doing a kid's message, um, but the kids got to do that for us today in their beautiful song, and they did so well. So I get to have the honor and the privilege today of talking to the adults. Today, we're going to focus a little bit on Mary. And when I thought of Mary, and I thought about the decisions that she had to make, I thought about myself as a mom. Becoming a mom, deciding that I was ready to be a mom, I don't know that I really understood the complexity of the decision that my husband and I were making. You think you're going to have this little baby to love and hold, and it's going to be perfect, right? I was a little wrong on that one. See, our first child, our daughter, after a few days, I decided I I, I didn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) I I don't know, moms, dads, are you there with me? (laughs) So she, the first seven days of her life was perfect. Cuddled her, loved her, smelt like a new baby. You rocked her. And then day eight came and she developed colic, and a switch turned on. And for the next three months, from about bedtime to early three, four o'clock in the morning hours, she screamed. She didn't cry, she screamed. Nothing we did made her feel better. Nothing we could do, changed her, or quieted her. And that was the longest three months of my life. About two days into that, I called my mom. Mom, I want to turn her in. I'm done. I give her back. But as we know, as parents, our children don't come with a return to sender. Couldn't pack her in a box and say, never mind, I don't like it. It was what I was in for. And I'm glad I couldn't turn her back. She was our first of four, and we've had many challenges with all of them. Highs, lows, goods, bads. But I wouldn't change it, because I got to walk through this thing called life with them, as you get to do. We have great times with our kids. We have hard times with our kids. And I can probably tell you that my experiences may not even compare to your experiences. And I know none of our experiences compare to the experience Mary had with Jesus. You can read in Luke 1 and 2 about Mary's experiences. And I want to bring up a few points that God showed me as I was just reading and preparing. In Luke 1, 28, when the mate the angel came to visit Mary. He called her highly favored. He called her blessed. You are favored. God favored her. He chose her. A poor peasant girl. He chose to be the mother of our Savior. She carried that miracle in her belly. And then in 142, when she ran to Elizabeth to tell Elizabeth her story and what was going on, Elizabeth exclaimed, Blessed are you among all women, 
Blessed is the child you will bear. She was bearing Jesus, the Son of Man, our Savior. And she said yes to that. When the angel came to visit her, she said, let it be as you have said. She didn't hesitate. She said yes. Did she know what the extent of her yes was going to be? I don't think she really did, to be honest. She knew we needed a savior. She knew that it had been promised and God had chosen her and she said yes. She was holding on to hope, the hope of a life eternal. The hope that we all get to join with her and have. The Bible doesn't tell us much about Mary or about how beautiful she looked. We just know she was a poor peasant woman. But I'd like to think that all those things in her heart and that yes was the beauty of her character, her hardships, everything she was going to carry forward. She was part of the salvation plan. And to see her son go through the things he did and to watch him die on the cross for not just her, but for all of us. I couldn't imagine the pain. But she did it. Today, as we learn more about Mary, Hannah Wyand is going to come up, and she's going to speak a spoken word, a poetic word that God's given her in her heart to share a little more about what Mary was pondering as she made the decision, and she said yes to God. Impossible. Such a strange word to comprehend, because to use it to accuse an event of its validity requires knowing the truth that is supposedly contradictory. A virgin mother? Impossible. Or one would suppose, but Mary proposed there was something she didn't know, something she couldn't see, and so she asked, how could this be? A humble child, deemed a woman by her culture, at only 13, maybe barely older, Mary, found herself faced with an impossible reality. But as the angel told her, with God, nothing is impossible. She opened her heart, let go of her future, surrendered to God who truly knew her, she put confidence in him and his plan for her life, even if on paper it didn't seem right, even though she would be a mother before becoming a wife. She said, let it be. I am your servant, even though it seems odd, even though I'm a virgin, even though it doesn't make sense that she would give birth to a son who would become her rabbi, her Lord, her Savior, the foretold Messiah. The foretold Messiah. 
And it wasn't just all in her head, not something she imagined was said. No, it wasn't just her. So many confirmed that the impossible was actually happening. Elizabeth's baby leapt in her womb. She declared Mary's blessings as she entered the room. And when Jesus was born, people came from near and far, and the things they were saying went straight to her heart. At the temple, a man, Simeon was his name. He recognized Jesus and the reason he came. I mean, Mary and Joseph were amazed. Oh, and of course, Joseph, who didn't really know if he should leave just because it all seemed so strange. But the Lord revealed this miracle to both of them. Together, they welcomed their son and then walked out this miracle, this miracle that had never before been. Their lives were transformed by Jesus long before he died on a cross. Mary knew this was serious. She would praise God every chance she would get, for the impossible was happening, and she was a part of it. I will leave you with what she said. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remember to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name.